0: Welcome back to Up the Tempo. I'm your host, Mateo Guzman, a.k.a. Taters, a.k.a. One Touch Matt. You can call me whatever you want. And, you know, as always, I'm with Blake. So, Blake, you want to say anything? Sup. Yep. And today we got we got another guest. Last episode we had Kyle McCoy on the Ohio State uh, commit. Now, today we have another Ohio State player. He no longer plays for Ohio State, but he used to. He now runs his own podcast called Drive the Lane. And it's gonna be Joey Lane uh, he he was a, he started towel gang and you know we're gonna get into that we're gonna talk about little things those stories about him walking on Ohio State basketball but it's gonna be very interesting so stick around and let's hop into the interview uh, what was it like walking on to Ohio State as a
1: freshman
2: uh, you know that's a that's a hard answer a hard question to answer I mean it was uh, it was great it was difficult. It was it was my dream, so there was a lot of awe and shock, and a lot of things that was going on. Um, it was the first time I had ever been away from home, so um, you know, like any college freshman, um, I was homesick and missed my family and, and all that stuff. So there was a lot of things that went into it. Um, but overall, I'd say the number one thing was it was just really tough, tough for many, for beyond basketball and strength and conditioning and stuff like that. It was um, balancing school and, and balancing basketball and trying to you know, fit in and, and all that stuff. It was, it was, uh, it was tough, but it was all worth it for sure.
0: Did you, did you uh, uh you go ahead, Mateo. did you, uh, was it, um, so you changed your number to 14, I believe, right? At Ohio
2: state. Uh, uh yeah, I was, um, I was 11 my freshman, sophomore year in, in in high school, um, which had 11 had been my number my whole life. And then I actually changed to four on uh, my junior and senior year because 11 was taken and, Four was Aaron Kraft, who was my favorite player growing up, and then I kind
1: of combined them at Ohio State, and they made fourteen. teams, so, uh, yeah. Interesting. Did you uh did you room with an Ohio State basketball player all throughout college? Uh, no, actually, so um, coming into Ohio State, I applied
2: as just a regular student, because during the, when I applied, I hadn't even really um, begun being recruited yet, um, and so I just applied as a normal student and did housing and stuff as a normal student, so... Um, when I decided I was actually going to go to Ohio State and I, and I needed to find a roommate um, because I would be the 13th guy on the team and the way they had it set up was um, they had three suites of four already in the athletic dorm so they said, you know, you're going to be paying your own way and everything, you go be in whatever dorm you want to be in for which is best for you academically and stuff don't worry about us, we don't have a spot for you anyway so that was kind of nice, but also I, I would have liked to live with my teammates but I ended up living with um, a guy named David Aaron who actually ended up being um, one of our social media guys. He does all the, the hype videos and stuff that you guys see on Twitter. So um, I met David before we got to Ohio state and we decided to live together. And um, I actually kind of, David obviously is a superstar in what he does, but I kind of facilitated the relationship with Ohio state. So it was kind of cool. We ended up being two guys working with the basketball program, obviously living together. So, um, and then from there, I'm sure you guys and everyone listening to this is well, aware that a lot of the people in my class, um, either left or transferred or or whatever. So um, when it got time to find somewhere to live off campus and not in a dorm, um, I was actually the only guy uh, that was able to do that. So um, you know, like C J Jackson for example, he came, when he came, uh, he lived by himself and stuff. So um, there was I, I couldn't uh, he wanted he wanted to live by himself. So I there was couldn't live with him and uh, Sean Tate and Kadeem the up and Cam Williams. They all lived already. Um Kata and, uh, Kata and JT lived together. Cam lived by himself, um, which is really, really common. A lot of guys want to live by themselves because, you know, they either have their girlfriends or their pets or whatever. Um, so uh, I ended up just living with my buddies that I, that I kind of met um, through school and through my dorm freshman and sophomore year and stuff. So it was a blast. It was nice to kind of separate basketball from, uh, from
0: school and stuff. Was it hard to uh, balance, like, acad- academics and uh, uh, basketball? Because you're not like a traditional, uh, you recruited like scholarship athlete or whatever.
2: Yeah, no, it was hard.
0: Um, it was hard because I, I'm not not to
2: say my my teammates didn't want to be outstanding in school, but I definitely you know had a lot of pride in my schoolwork and stuff. So um, trying to be the best basketball player I could be and the best student, um, obviously, as you guys can imagine, is, is really difficult. But what I would say though is basketball forced me to to have you know better organizational skills and better time management skills and stuff so um you know i knew i only had two hours on this tuesday to get this stuff done or i knew if i didn't study on monday and tuesday night for an exam on friday um you know i had a road game on thursday there's no way i was going to study before, uh, those two days so um just being able to map out week by week just based on what i had going on um because i didn't have as much time as everyone else kind of Maybe had gave me a little bit of a leg up sometimes, but overall, I mean, you, you guys can imagine that it's just not easy.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, what's the what's the story behind the the towel gang reference?
2: Yeah, so um, coming in my freshman year, uh, I wanted to I wanted my my family and my friends uh, to be able to see me really well on the bench, so I kind of just started wearing a towel so they could kind of pick me out, um, and then slowly but surely, uh, people kind of started really, you know, enjoying it and my antics with it. And I started the hashtag uh, towel gang, obviously, which is what you're referring to. And people started sending me pictures of them on the bench wearing towels and stuff. And obviously um, my freshman sophomore year, like people knew what was going on, but no one really cared because we stunk. Um, And then my junior and senior year uh, when we were really, really good, uh, people thought it was the coolest thing ever. So, I mean, my my junior year when we played Michigan State was number one in the country at home. Um, it was actually towel gang night and all the students got towel gang towels and stuff so it was pretty cool to see something that I kind of started as a joke uh, take on a life of its own um, and uh, be something that I'm pretty recognized for uh, all over Columbus
0: yeah yeah. Um, so uh, we recently uh, talked to a five star uh, quarterback that's committed to Ohio State Uh, his name is Kyle McCord he was really really chill so, and he talked about, like, how he uh, loved the Ohio State campus and he felt like it was just home for him. And he's still a, he's still a high school athlete, and he's saying that about Ohio State. So, how was your first impressions of the Ohio State the Ohio State campus whenever you got there?
2: Uh, yeah, so, um, my mom is from Toledo, Ohio. She grew up a huge Ohio – she went to Ohio State, huge Ohio State, and her whole family went to Ohio State. So, I grew up a huge um, Ohio State fan. Um, but I never – I didn't get to – um, Columbus just because it's, I mean, it's a six-hour drive from Chicago. So um, I didn't get to Columbus until my freshman year in high school. Um, we went to a basketball game and we got to see the football field, all that stuff. And, and it was really cool then, um, you know, but I didn't know what cool was. You know, I didn't have any, I didn't really have any college campuses to compare to and stuff. Obviously it's ridiculous compared to other campuses now, but um, when I came back my senior year for a visit, uh, for the for a basketball visit, Um, I left, um, I left there and we went to the airport and we flew back home. And I remember telling my family like, Hey, like if this is an opportunity that actually happens, that this is what I want to do because it did feel like home. Um, and I loved, um, getting a tour of the business campus and stuff. It was just, it was really, really cool. And I just, you know, when you feel something, you, you, you know, sometimes, so, um, whether it was the arena, whether it was being at practice, meeting the coaching staff, all things considered, um it it definitely did feel like home and I'm sure uh, Kyle feels the the same way that I do
1: what uh so what was it like who was the hardest person you had to guard either like anyone ever that you've played in basketball
2: (laughs) that's uh I can break I'll break that down into a couple couple different categories I'd say in high school the hardest person I ever had to guard was Tyler Uless um I don't know if you guys are familiar with him He, he went to Kentucky um, played for the Suns for a little bit. And, um, he's bouncing around off professionally all over the place now. Um, but he was—he uh, uh, was. I mean, he was incredible. He would been the—he would have been the number one player in Illinois if it weren't for Jalil Okafor and Cliff Alexander being in his class. Also, he was a year older than me. Um, but I remember when my high school team played him; they were like, you know, top five in the state. Uh, in the first half, I outscored him eleven to two, and we were guarding each other. And uh, and I was like, oh my god, like. He's great. went him, <laughs> and then in the second half, he ended up having 10 points in, or 20 points and 11 assists himself, and they beat us by over 15. So
0: uh,
2: he was he was incredible. Um, we actually played growing up together in a league called uh, Small Fry, uh, which is for kids five foot one and under, in like fourth and fifth, sixth grade. and He was the best basketball player I'd ever seen in that also. Um, but we we played against each other. In that never together um, in college. I would say um, I'll give you the real answer is Kata. Uh Kata bates up guarded, guarded him in practice a bunch, which was not fair for me. But um, I like to say that I'm the reason why he ended up being the big 10 player of the year is because I guarded him <laughs> so much. Um, but then another answer, uh, my senior year, I was playing in the first half against Minnesota at home because of foul trouble. And, um, at the end of the first half, they were winding the, the, you know, they're just dribbling out the clock to get the last shot, and it was me one on one with Isaiah Washington, better known as Jellyfam. Yeah. So, I had seen his mixtape a couple of times, so I was ready to be, you know, crossed over or, or you know, break my ankles or something. But we ended up falling back into a two three zone, so I didn't have to to do that. So I was really happy. Coach
0: Hold kind of uh, switched up the defense on us. So, um, we talked about this with like with other people, but. Sometimes people, whenever they're like in the locker room before a game, they just like sit there and they just don't listen to any music. So if you have a, like one song to listen to, or if you don't listen to a song, that you can answer that as well. But if you have one song to listen to to get pumped up for a game, what song would you probably listen to?
2: Um, I think in high school I had different experiences. In college, in college I wasn't you know as maybe dialed in going into tip off and stuff, especially my freshman and sophomore years. Um, but I, I would say I'm, I'm really not a music guy. I like it. I like to listen to a lot of podcasts, um, like driving over to arenas, I would listen to podcasts, um, just to like, like fun, like bar school podcasts, like part of my take or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just to like, cause I'm a, I mean, I'm a funny guy. Who, one of my best assets is the fact that I don't take anything too seriously. Not that I don't take basketball seriously, but like I, it makes you realize like this is just a game, like be loose. You know, that's when you're at your best is when there's not a lot of pressure on you and stuff. So um, that's something I definitely listen to. I mean, I'm a big Drake guy, whether it's whatever song, but um, also Post Malone, Chance the Rapper. Those are the guys that I listen to the most. I wish I could give you guys a specific song. Um, Me and Dwayne Washington, uh, my senior year before the season, before a lot of workouts, we would listen to every time we touched by uh, Cascada Mm -hmm. to get us pumped up um and that, but that was more of like ironically like it's six in the morning like let's just listen to some techno edm to to get to get fired up for this ass kicking that we're about to get in the weight room but um <laughs> uh yeah i don't know i don't really have a pop-up song now i definitely don't have a pop-up song um i, I do a lot of stuff differently now than I, than I did as an athlete that's for sure
1: yeah that is talking about because like i mean my senior year playing football i was like just I was just messing around with everyone on the sideline. I'd get in like garbage time. So yeah, definitely different mindset than other years playing football. But what was it? So I listened to your podcast. You talking about practicing with the USA women's team. What was that experience like?
2: Yeah, that was awesome. One of the cooler things I've done in my basketball career for sure. So I was approached, um, by someone on the DePaul women's, uh, uh, basketball staff, um, they were they they do their head coach is, is um, a renowned uh, women's head coach and stuff and they one of the one of the workouts was at DePaul um, and my buddy w- who went to DePaul was on the practice team so all those things considered they needed another guard to help them practice and stuff so uh, I got to practice with them which was really really cool and um, uh, some of the girls like uh, Elena Daldon, Brittany Griner Skylar Diggins they were either hurt or had just been traded so they didn't come and they also have a guaranteed spot on the team so they didn't need to participate in like the mini camps and stuff um but Sue Byrne and Diana Taurasi were there um which was I mean Diana Taurasi is is probably the best player of all time and stuff so I got to take a picture with them and hang out and have conversations with them and stuff so which was really cool and then uh Kelsey Plum um, was another highlight for me because uh she's the all-time leading scorer in women or women's or men's college basketball history so I guarded her for two days straight and stuff and we had some battles and we shit talked each other back and forth and then we became really good friends afterwards and stuff. So, um, it's cool. She's, she's really cool. They're all really, really cool. So that was a blast.
0: Um, you, uh, you talked about like previously, whenever we asked you about your pump up song that you like listening to podcasts, was that like the reason why you wanted to create one? Or do you have like any other reason why you wanted to create one?
2: Uh, that's a good question. I think that, um, I, I had always wanted to create a podcast while I was in school because I knew that uh, people really wanted that inside view, and they cared about what I had to say, and, and I had such a big voice and following on social media and stuff that it was just another way to, to connect with people and stuff like that. Um, but once I left school and graduated and knew that I could kind of monetize it a little bit, I, w- I didn't want to just jump into it for no reason. Um, I was approached by one of my buddies who is more podcast savvy and could – and had he knew how to set it up and post it and edit it and all that stuff because that was stuff that I wasn't really familiar with, to be honest. And he approached me about doing like a three-part series about my Ohio State journey and career and having these really cool guests on. And obviously, I'd be getting the guests, and he'd be doing all the other work and, and all that stuff. And it just seemed like really good timing because I was finishing up uh, my summer internship, and um, and there was a lot of hoops going on. Or, or a lot I shouldn't say a lot of hoops, but Ohio State was in the TBT and then after the tbt ended there's not a lot of sports going on after that so it was like a really good time to give something that people would care about um so it was just the perfect storm i really i i tried to do a lot of stuff in school um that i was told no just because you know the ncaa has us you know uh in the palm of their hand and stuff and 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 we're unable to do a lot of things so um i was excited to be able to to uh do this podcast and be able to do it my way and not have to really listen to anyone uh, for that stuff. Yeah. So
1: you brought up the TBT tournament. Are you uh, looking to be on the team or on like the coaching staff in future years?
2: <laughs> uh, no. I mean, if they ask me to play, like, of course, I'll say yes. I'm not in the best shape of my life right now. Um, I'm not, I would not be a huge addition to their team. Um, the past few years, I've been able to sit on the bench with them and because um, uh, the co-founder of the TBT actually reached out to me like four years ago before Ohio State had a team and asked me to help Make a team, but that was when I didn't really have much pull and didn't really know all the former players yet, so it would have been a little hard to to help make a team. But, um, yeah, I I don't see myself coaching. They don't need me. They they just won. If it ain't broke, don't yeah, fix it.
0: They don't need I me. That, They won last year.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Uh, do you have like any crazy stories, like locker room stories, or anything that's like absolutely wild in your eyes that happened while you're at Ohio State?
2: Uh, yeah, of course I do. I, it's, it's a little hard uh, to go off the top of my head on that stuff. Um, some of the best stories, um, there was one time my freshman year, uh, we have a huge TV in our uh, locker room where we play video games. And one time me, um, Daniel Giddens, Jake Lorbach, and Jake Diebler, who's now an assistant coach, he was a video corner back then, um, all four of us played, played each other in FIFA. We are doing like round-robin, everyone plays everyone uh, before the game. Uh, And we played for so long that we missed the pregame meal. And um, that's not a big deal for me and Jake and the other Jake, uh, Diebler and Lorbach, because we don't, we don't really play, but, but Daniel missed the meal and that was kind of a big deal. He ended up getting some food and stuff. Um, That's kind of one story that was just, it's just like stupid, Um, you know, but like we just were so invested in these FIFA games that we forgot to eat. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that because video games are often come first before other things. Um, what else? I think uh, there's a couple uh, stories that I've told on my podcast. Um, one that sticks out with Coach Mata, um, where we uh, had been turning the ball over a lot in practice and, or in games, um, and we were a good team. Uh, you know, we were about we were uh, a top top eight team in the Big Ten, which usually gets you in the Big Ten tournament. We were eleven and seven was our final record. Um, we had won some we beat kentucky that year like we were a good team just we weren't going to make the tournament um but we had been turning the ball over a ton uh so in practice they put a ball rack up with eight balls on it and coach Mo said all right we're going to play uh, what we call ODO, which is offense defense offense so there's three possessions uh and when you guys turn it over we're going to take a ball off the rack and basically the first eight possessions we turned the ball over and they took the balls off the rack slowly but surely and then everyone walked inside to the free to, to the baseline to run obviously I um, sprinted over there like the great teammate I was and I was ready to go like come on guys like let's be positive and all that bullshit but um, coach Mata was real he was more mad that we were sulking like babies and uh, basically went on a long rant and coach Mata doesn't um, he doesn't walk well which is pretty documented because of, uh, um, of a bad back and, and stuff like that. Um, but he was running around the gym and, and cursing at us. And um, that's, the, that's the PG version of the story. But I'm sure you guys can infer what, what happened then. <laughs> we ended up not having to run either, which was, which was pretty funny. But I could go on and on with stories. I, I, they're just – a lot of them are you had to be there kind of stories. Yeah. Um, FIFA 1 is a very you had to be there kind of story. because you so won the FIFA you... tournament? Um, me and Jake Dealer had tons of battles. I think I ended up being the best FIFA player on that team. Um, but then we switched to Fortnite in the in the next couple of years. We started
0: my junior year. We played a lot of Fortnite. Every we were all rotating on the sticks. So on FIFA, uh, what team? Well, I mean, like this is like more relative to the time. But like, what team do you like using?
2: Um, I played a lot of FIFA my freshman and sophomore year. My teams were Bayern Munich and Man City. Those are my teams.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I play a lot of FIFA sometimes, and uh, I would say. I mean, I'm not the best, but I mean, I can definitely uh, hold up against good people and stuff like that. So I mean, but I usually go with like Real Madrid and know, other teams like that. But we, you you probably play two K with the Lakers. And, yeah, I got you. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! It's, it's, it's more like the Milwaukee Bucks. So, you know, gotta gotta use the Giannis length and to my advantage. Yeah, um. Well, so, I so, you know, you obviously you know a lot about Ohio State basketball. Like, do you keep up with it? So, how do you feel about uh, Caleb Weston declaring for the draft?
2: Yeah, I'm happy for him. I think uh, for him it's it's uh, a matter of, you know, when you're making that decision, obviously I don't have experience making the decision, but I've been around guys who made that decision. And it boils down to two things, you know, like, is there an opportunity there? Clearly there's an opportunity there for him. But also – would coming back be a gigantic benefit to you selfishly? Because you got to look at it selfishly. You can't, like, yeah, if he comes back, Ohio State's a better team, but at the end of the day, he's trying to get paid, and and, and no one is, is blind to that, and no one should think anyway other than that. So, um, you know, you it boils down to is coming back going to make you, is that going to raise your draft stock, and then is there an opportunity? Clearly, there's an opportunity for him, and he, in his eyes, and I tend to almost agree with him, he probably thought that, his draft stock wouldn't get much higher because he did have a really, really good year this year. You know, he shot 40% from three. He was the highest rate of defensive player on our team and um, a great passer and improved his rebounding stats and slimmed down and the list goes on and on and on. And I, um, I've talked to scouts about him. I've talked to guys like guys at sports illustrated and other magazines who are trying to rank um, pre-draft guys and all of them have him in about the same spot in, in the second round. And, but all it takes is for one team to love you, because if one team loves you, you might go in the first round, you know? So, um, I think he – I i don't know if he made the right or wrong decision. I mean, only time will tell that. But I can't – I don't disagree with him, that's for sure. I'm, I'm really, really happy for him. I think he will be in the NBA. I think he's – his game is a lot like Jokic. You know, he's a great passer, big guy, can shoot the three, great post moves. He doesn't have a ton of bounce, but he's athletic still. He can guard one through five, um, at least in college. I mean, in the NBA, obviously, that's a whole different game. but. Yeah. I am. I'm really excited and really happy for him.
1: So, as it would be the Final Four this weekend, how far did you see Ohio State's basketball team going this year in the tournament?
2: Well, they'd be playing tonight in the Final Four, and then they'd be playing on the in the championship game. 100, obviously. So, no. In all seriousness, such a weird year in college basketball where I could have seen them. You know, they could have lost in the first round. They could have. They could have went to the lead eight. You know, who knows? They were playing some some of the best basketball of the season. I If Kyle Young comes back, they had a really high ceiling. Really high ceiling. So, it's not – I don't want to, you know, guess at where they would have been and stuff because that will just make me sad um, <laughs> but that there's no basketball. But, like, Andy Katz the other day had Ohio State losing the first round of the NCAA tournament. I was like, dude, you don't know who they're playing. You don't know what the location is. There's no tournament to begin with right now. Like, why are you doing that? You know, like, he had – he had five teams in the Elite Eight from the Big Ten, and and none of them were Ohio State. Like that
0: doesn't make any sense. But hey, I'm not, I don't get paid to talk about that stuff. He does, so he must know something I don't. And you heard about the what's it called? The people getting extended, at, like they're getting allowed an extra year to play, like the spring athletes. If that was you in that situation, would you uh, uh play extra year? Are you shouldn't. Of course. <laughs> I saw I saw a picture on your Instagram where you're like. It was like you and like I guess it was like whenever it was going around where like people were like old or like the old age photo or whatever. It was like you yeah. in the old like old or whatever. You're like me waiting on my uh, fifth year. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah oh, was pretty good. I mean, yeah, no, I would, of course I would play again. I mean, I would. I my experience was so
2: unbelievable and and I like. And there's not a lot of basketball stress of course I take another year that I means I'd be going to grad school for free for another year and stuff I mean you put all that together I mean that's a no-brainer
0: yeah. um so at this point we basically asked you a whole bunch of like basketball questions now we're just gonna ask you like put you in a hot seat and just ask you a whole bunch of random questions so' n- they, they, they might not be bad they're probably no there aren't basketball related but uh, I like know one or two but yeah like a couple are basketball related comic questions. So, um, we already basically talked upon this, so we're just going to skip this question, but do you prefer, uh, pizza or burgers? Wow. I'm a Chicago guy. I'll go pizza. So you're going, uh, uh, I mean, people like pizza, like some, some people don't really like deep dish and whenever they're from Chicago. So, but are you staying with deep dish? You know, I, uh, I'm a, I am I
2: am uh. Definitely in the minority in Chicago, for I'd much rather have thin crust than, than deep dish, depending on the place and the time. You know, you only have one slice of deep dish, and sometimes you got to eat with a fork and knife and stuff, and you got to be in a real mood for that. Yeah. So I, I'd much rather, like, Lumal Nadi's is my favorite pizza place in the world, and they're famous for their deep dish pizza, but, like, I'll go
0: for the thin crust nine times out of time from there. It might even be better. So, so yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so this was a little controversial whenever we – Asked our previous guest, but uh, do you think uh, cereal is soup? No, it's it's cereal. Well, I mean, I I have a different opinion on that. <laughs> I think it is. You ever had soup with milk in it? I mean, I mean no, but I mean, does it fall into the category of soup, where it's just like stuff in a bowl with a liquid? I mean,
2: when you phrase it like that, yeah, but that's not it's not what soup is.
0: I mean, cereal's it, not
2: smooth.
0: I mean, we can go. Do you think? Do you think a hot
1: dog is a sandwich?
2: It depends if the bun is connected. If it's connected, then it's not a sandwich. But if the buns are like on top of it, I'm using my hands right now. You guys can't tell. And it's a, it's a sandwich if the buns like snap off, you know.
0: But what about and Subway? Like, like where like the Subway uh, sandwiches are connected?
2: Yeah, but those never stay connected. That's just the keeps it keeps all the stuff in there and then you start eating it and then it's game over.
0: Alright. So this one um this one's kinda weird. But do you believe in any conspiracies?
2: Do I believe in any conspiracies? Do you do you guys have any examples for me? For just me, I about- don't
0: I don't believe we went to the moon in nineteen sixty-eight. <laughs> That's just me though. <laughs> No, the uh, shadows are probably, off. The flag. I'm gonna is- say.
2: I'm gonna say yeah, we did go to the mirror. I'm gonna say we go to the, we went to the mirror. There's definitely you- some conspiracies though that that I've talked about with my friends and stuff. I you're, I wish you and if you guys would hit me with hey Joey, we need some conspiracies from you and we need some some great stories from your college career and I could have thought those up. We'd be taught it would be a different story right now. I'm gonna look on my phone for some conspiracies for you guys though and see what. Um, we can't dive into any. Oh, you guys heard the conspiracy that, uh, Martin Luther King was killed by the government. Yeah, I have. Uh, I haven't
0: heard that one. I mean, that's it's, it's, it's kind of weird because the guy that killed him was like immediately killed right after. So, you know? yeah. I, and then, uh, but like another one that I absolutely don't believe, but I know people do believe is that people actually believe that the government is run by reptiles? What I yeah, I I kid you not. There's people that actually believe that the government are reptiles, even though there's like they move they make their way up through politics and stuff like that. As normal people, but then I guess whenever they're part of politics, I, I don't know. It's very weird. But I mean, I'm about, still sticking with my idea of the moon is uh the, we did not go to the moon in 1968. We have gone to the moon, but I don't think we went that early.
2: Okay. How about uh, speaking of the government in Chicago, there's plenty of pigeons everywhere. I always tell my dad when we're walking around downtown that pigeons are, um, you know, their government ordered things
0: to spy on us what do you guys think about that uh, honestly i feel like i could believe that
1: yeah um, i could believe that one because we don't we don't have many pigeons in in spring texas houston texas okay. i never see pigeons exactly well, or the I mean, do you people, believe uh michael jordan's suspension was uh because oh. of gambling or do you think he just wanted to go to baseball
0: no don't we i don't we don't michael Jordan shame right <laughs> So, you, you, so uh, this, this is a question that we're going to have like, uh, like is like a basketball related random question. So who do you think is better, MJ or LeBron? Michael Jordan. I can't wait for all the LeBron
2: lovers to see the Michael Jordan documentary and just see how alpha he was and how unbelievable he was and how dominating he was and how everyone just fell in line and followed his lead
0: to six championships. I mean, like, LeBron can't do that. I mean, people always who, argue the fact that he was one That's... and nine, without Pippen. What? A...
1: Right.
0: He he so, had one it... win compared to nine losses without Pippen.
2: So ten games.
0: Yeah, when like whenever uh, Pippen didn't play.
2: Okay. What about the fact that LeBron James is three and forty in the finals? <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Staying on LeBron, if so, if the NBA doesn't change the, you have to go to college for a year. What do you think Ohio State's chances are on getting Bronny to? play for the I, Buckeyes
2: that's a great question people say he's going to Duke
1: there's no I, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be a Buckeye I don't think he's gonna be a Buckeye sorry because I mean LeBron's nephew Michi Johnson he's committed oh that's a, bunch, a good point. A bunch of people think he's gonna flip to Michigan State but I don't see that happening
2: Michigan State Brownie doesn't fit in at Michigan State either Duke or Ohio State sure sign the papers now Brownie there's no way he plays college basketball though
1: yeah I don't see I don't see it happening either I see it changed by then
2: yeah, I take I take all that stuff back about LeBron if we got his son. I don't. I'm not a LeBron hater at all. Not at all. I respect his greatness. He's the second best player ever. But like Michael Jordan, you got to win one game. Like he, my, like who? How could you pick LeBron over Michael Jordan? You just can't. And that's what basketball comes down to. It's winning games, right? So shit.
1: Sorry. That's just you're, you're good. You're good.
2: It's a very. That's a that's a touchy subject. Being a Chicago guy coming yeah. to yeah. You know?
1: So. LeBron's big Ohio State fan. Did he Did he get you all a lot of stuff for the team?
2: Yeah. Um, def, define he. LeBron gave us stuff. Well, right? the
1: LeBron brand.
2: Yeah, Nike and LeBron gave us a bunch of stuff. Everything that we had that was team-issued uh, stuff had the LeBron logo on it, which was really cool. We're one of like two teams. I think Akron got some stuff, but obviously we got a ton. Um, we got some really, really cool stuff too. So that's why I can't really be a LeBron hater because – he gave us a lot, but never met the guy. He never came to practice, um, which was a bummer. I went one year – you know that gif where he's dancing on the field with J.R. Smith and Kevin Love and those guys on uh, the Ohio State football field? Uh, I was there, but I was just like <laughs> the other side from him. So, like, I had seen him, and we had been in the same place at the same time, but
1: I never got to meet him. Me.
2: Uh, I, there was one other place where I was – Oh, I went to uh, – my buddy plays with the Mavericks, so I went to Dallas for a game, and they were playing the Lakers. Um, and I was also very close to LeBron then. Uh, but I didn't give him a shout and say, hey, man, I went to Ohio State. Thanks for all the gear or anything like that. Eh? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, LeBron, LeBron and LeBron's camp and Nike, they gave us a lot of really, really cool stuff for sure.
0: All right. But um,
1: so, you want to go? Yeah, so what was the what was the most, like, exciting Ohio State football game that you went to?
2: Uh, definitely the, the Michigan game. This would have been my junior year, um, or sophomore year.
1: The like, Curtis Samuel one, the well, overtime game.
2: We're both really good. I'm gonna say the so- I'm gonna say sophomore year. Curtis Samuel won um, because my my uh, my sister and my um, mom were sitting next to me and we stole in the field together. And now my sister was a senior in high school, so it got it. She like basically we left that game. and She's like, "Yeah, I'm coming to Ohio State." So that was. A pretty awesome game, obviously, because of the game, but then also what happened because of the game. Um, there were some other really, really awesome games. Um, my senior year, uh, Michigan also, which was my last game, uh, when we stormed the field, it was also the night. It was the day after the St. John game where we beat Cleveland State and I had a really good game and stuff. So, all It was always cool when we had college game day and it was Michigan and we could all walk around. Um, all the all the team all together, and people are asking us for pictures. And the, those were the Michigan game when everyone's on campus. You know that was really really cool. So I would say number one game probably my sophomore Curtis Samuel.
0: Yeah, I'd say so. Do you have any like favorite Ohio State gear that was given to you? Like, do you, like can you like describe like your favorite thing that Ohio State's ever given to you?
2: Yeah, my junior year, um, we went to the Phil Knight Invitational um, in Portland. Um, which was basically all the Nike elite teams. So they gave us so much stuff, four pairs of shoes, um, sweatshirt, jackets, zip-ups, quarter zips, shorts, all. We kept our jerseys, and um, they gave us warm-up pants for the first time ever. We had, we had uh, warm-up pants, which we were really excited about, shooting shirts, jackets, um, hoodies, everything. We were getting all this type of stuff. But my favorite thing is this gray Ohio State Um, quarter zip that um, is basically it was a sweatshirt it was warm um, and it has a huge Ohio State logo and a huge Nike logo um, and it's uh, probably my all-time favorite thing it's it's you can dress it up you can dress it down it's 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 a it's a really cool thing and my mom is obsessed with it she wears it any chance she gets
0: her hands on it
2: so (laughs) probably my favorite thing
0: um So we kind of went off topic of the random questions, but you know, you know, that usually what happens whenever we talk to people. So, but we're going to go back onto that. Just put you back in the hot seat. Um, uh, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Uh, to fly. Oh, why, why would you want to fly? Um,
2: I think being able to fly would save you a lot of money. It would be really really cool would be like a really cool party trick because you don't have to fly like 100 feet in the air all the time. you could just like hover around like you know what I'm saying. so like it would be impressive you know you know it would be good for the ladies and stuff you know um, <laughs> I think being able to fly would save you money on gas you wouldn't need a well you probably would still want a car but you wouldn't need a car necessarily all the time. Um, would you'd be really good at sports um, you I mean you'd be able to fly it's pretty darn cool. Um, I think the only other one I'd want, and this would be way more low key, but to be able to manipulate people's minds and read their minds, that'd be really cool because um, you would not—you wouldn't have to tell anyone about it—and you also could like it'd be really good for you'd make a lot of money doing it too, you know. Hmm. Um, but it's not flying, flying sick. So I. <laughs> I would
0: choose flying. You get really fat and flying. And people are like, "What is going on?" You'd always be able to dunk. I don't know <laughs> You could, you could actually be like Michael Jordan in Space Jam, without the extra stretchy arm part. I would just, yeah, just jump from half court and dunk. People would be like, "What is going on?" i would be like, "Yeah, don't worry about it. I can fly." You know. <laughs> For me, I'd it, probably say like I would have super speed, because like if I had super speed, I would just always imagine me lining up like as a defensive lineman. And then since I'm like super fast, I can tell like right whenever the ball gets snapped and I, I just dominate get like 60 sacks a game, um, you know, just become like the best player in like a single game. Easy. But my question for super speed, because that's definitely, um,
2: you know, one of the choices. Um, if you use super speed and let's say you were running, you know, 30 minutes away instead of driving, would you be sweaty when you got there?
0: Um, does the flash sweat?
2: I don't know. It, it's, hey, it's your superpower. I mean, I guess me. I, I would not
0: want to sweat because... Right, but you think if you're running really fast, you got to be sweating. Yeah. But, I mean, imagine be... all the wind that you're creating it just blows all the sweat off your face. I mean, it's worked out
2: really hard and you don't start sweating until you stop. I oh, admit yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, so I, that's what kills super speed for me. I think I just, I wouldn't want to, like, sprint to work, you know, Super speed, get there in two minutes. But then I get there and I'm drenched in sweat when I sit down at my desk. Like no, you know.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I would just, I, I would just fidget. use it for uh, me. I would just use it for me being being dominant on the football field. Really. <laughs> gotcha. Because, I gotcha. Being the best player. If you,
1: if you were stranded on an island by yourself, what three items would you bring, and what would you do first? Ooh,
2: okay. Um. Let's, how do I want to answer this? Um, I would say first I would bring a cell phone. But that's not – not to like call people to get me off the island. Just like hopefully it has – and I'll say it has unlimited juice and stuff too. Sure. So that would keep me entertained um, just for something to keep me entertained. I would uh, also bring some kind of weapon to, you know, fend for myself. We'll call it say like a like a machete or something, you know, so I could cut down trees um, kill fish or whatever to eat um, and uh, uh, you know fend for myself if there are any predators out there and stuff. And then last jeez, uh, I don't know maybe like a maybe a, maybe a little boat to, to, to so I could just so I get off the island. I don't know. Um, maybe uh, I don't know that's a good question but w- what I would do first is probably take a nap honestly you get there and it's probably really hot outside and you're tired for and you're sad so it's just like all things considered it sounds like a good nap to be had
0: uh, okay um if you could be put in any other time period what time what time period would you want to be in like other than this so easy 1950s and i'm the
2: best basketball player ever. it's so easy <laughs> videos of them dribbling like uh, they dribble like a hundred times in a circle and stuff to get around guys and their jump shots they don't even jump they like shoot it over their head and and if the guys are jumping up to get the rebound, they're like amazed, like at 100. Put me in the 1950s so I can be in the NBA. So 19 like 60s. So you so would be uh, before.
0: you would be uh, like keeping all your skills that you have now, like the in between the dribble type moves, where they don't even have, they didn't even know that was a thing back then. Exactly, they would look at me and be like, "This guy's an alien." So you, so do you think, well, like sparking off that question, do you think your basketball skills that you bring to the game people are going to start trying do you think the game will be a lot more evolved nowadays if you started doing that in the 50s
2: yeah and people would look at me like joey lane changed the game of basketball you know like like pistol pete changed the game back in the day like there wouldn't be a three-point line which would hurt that would hurt my skill set a lot Uh, but i would be the one to be like guys picture this a three-point line and then everyone oh my god that's genius and then i'm the guy who invented the three-point line too so my, I would go. I would be a hall of famer for that. First reason. ballot hall of
0: famer, exactly.
1: All right. So speaking of the three point line, do you ever think that they'll scoot the three point line back or add a four point line in the NBA?
0: Um,
2: here's my answer. My answer is no, because the stats are so sacred in the NBA, where we talk about LeBron passing MJ and Kobe passing whoever, whatever. And if for three point, Steph Curry's three pointers made in the season. Like, if we move the line four inches back all those stats
1: go out the window. The
2: and you have to start over basically you know because it's not fair just like um if they had a four point line then the points per game it's not going to be the same because guys are able to score literally score more points just like you know you can't look at kareem abdul jabbar scoring thirty three thousand points anymore and compare that to lebron because lebron had a four point line for the last eight years of his career or whatever you know what i mean so um I don't think they'll do that just because the stats are so important and keeping the stats, you know, the same. Whereas in college, you know, people are only there for – some of the best players are only there for a year. Some of the best players are only there for two years, you know. So they can experiment more in college. I think eventually it's all going to be the same. Uh, the three-point line is going to be the same in the NBA and in college. And, um, you know, the the shot clock is going to be 24 seconds and there's going to be four quarters. And it's all going to be the, the same stuff for, for all levels and stuff. So – I don't think they can move it back though. They can move it back in college, sure. Make the three point line half court. I don't care, but I mean, <laughs> the stats are they're too the stats are are too sacred. They've had there's so many years of stats that went into it. They would be starting from ground zero, ground zero if they
0: made any changes like that. Um, do you uh, have any like input on? So you talked about like how you think the college shot clock is going to be eventually the same as the NBA shot clock. Do you have any input on uh, high school uh, basketball not having a shot clock so people can actually? score two points and then just hold the ball for the rest of the game like that's been done before
2: yeah that's so insane to me I don't know the way I my high school team played like we pressed the whole game we shot a lot of threes and stuff so we didn't we never held the ball on anyone no one held the ball on us and in Chicago no one does that really it's just a different kind of basketball but once I got to Ohio I did see that a lot of people a lot of teams would hold the ball for quarters at a time and that was just insane to me so yeah there's no way high school shouldn't have a shot clock. It would make the games more fun, high scoring, prepare them for college. It would be more like basketball just in general because sometimes the games aren't basketball. you know. So, um,
0: yeah, I think that's a no-brainer that high school should have a shot clock. Um, Blake, you want to ask the, him the who's the GOAT at Ohio State?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So who do you think the greatest Ohio State basketball player is?
2: Um huh. I think Greg is probably the best player ever. Uh most dominant. Um Coach Mata would t- tell tells us all the time that there's never he's never ever seen anyone like Greg Odin before in his life. Um he I mean, like he's I asked him we had him on on my podcast, and I asked him who's the best high school player he ever seen. Um and he said Anthony Davis and Greg Odin. Those are the two guys that he kind of mentioned. Um, but Greg Oden was in a league of his own. He said, uh, "I don't know. Geo was un- and even when he would co- he would come back um, and obviously he was a manager and he would be on the the scout team and he'd be the best guy in the court as a as a 32 year old with no knees. You know, so I mean the dude was just a monster, incredible number one pick for a reason. He would have been an outstanding NBA player if he hadn't gotten injured. Obviously, so um, I'm gonna say Greg Oden's the goat because I know him personally also. So um, he would appreciate me calling him the goat."
0: So we had this question uh last time, uh whenever we had a guest, but since uh you're basketball and you're you were a former basketball player, this doesn't have to be college, but uh this can be any time throughout the entire NBA. Who uh so you're uh are okay, never mind, let me let me rephrase let me rephrase this. Alright, so you're uh at a pickup game and you have in the entire like history of the NBA players, but they're in their prime. What five guys are you choosing? Jeez, okay. Um,
2: give me Michael Jordan. Uh, you know what? I'll take LeBron too. Um, I'll, I'll. Uh, ta- okay, hold on. I might. I'll kind of want a different team. I want a different team. I don't want just to pick the five best guys. So I'm gonna take um, Steve Nash, Michael Jordan. Um, I'll take Larry Bird. I'll take Dennis Rodman because he'll do all the dirty work. And then, uh, center. I'll go. Need someone who could stretch the floor, because um, Dennis Rodman does not. Uh, mm, let's go. I'll take Anthony Davis. Good on defense, stretch the floor. Take Anthony Davis. So that's my that's my squad. Mix of some of my personal favorites and uh, and a, hopefully
1: that's
0: a different list than you guys have heard. Yeah, yeah it definitely. You, it's usually it was usually just you know the five best players. And uh, so, except me,
1: I I deal a point guard.
0: Just <laughs> um, but uh, who who in your opinion is uh, I mean, okay, so do you think Kevin Durant is a top five player of all time?
2: Uh, he's pretty darn close, but he's he's probably not. I don't know. I my top five is like. I actually have it written down. I have my top eight written down downstairs because we were talking about it a couple weeks ago. Um, But uh, LeBron, in no particular order, LeBron, Michael Jordan, you know, Kareem, Bill Russell. I mean, all these guys are are in front. Kobe is probably in front of KD also. Um, just, Just rattling off people. KD's really, really close though. I mean, like, when you're talking about um the best player ever like you have to factor in winning also obviously he is KD might be the most skilled player ever because he sets foot and does
1: incredible stuff
2: and he's great on defense exactly but if we're talking about best player ever like you have to factor in winning and stuff i didn't i didn't care about him going to the warriors at all i thought it was really cool for basketball people thought they hated it i love seeing four of the top 20 players in the nba together you know um, but he didn't win he did win the finals MVP but like it's not the same as as LeBron winning the the finals the year before cuz he willed his entire team like he had Kyrie and Kevin Love and stuff but but like like it was a it was LeBron's team you know like it's a little bit different for KD but I KD is top 10 probably he, re, he he really is top 10 probably but I don't know if he's top 5
1: Um yeah I would I agree with you on the on the skill set wise I think he's like top 2 most talented players ever
0: I think yeah. he's probably like I think he's the best scorer of all time. I, he's really, really good at scoring. Yeah, you clearly have never watched Michael Jordan play, but yeah, he he's he's
2: he's up there. I mean, Michael Jordan. He just Michael Jordan was a great three point shooter, but he, whenever he wanted to score, he scored. Just like KD, same thing. So I'm with you though. So, I would I think is is he might be the most gifted scorer ever, but Michael's probably the, the best scorer of all time.
0: Are you excited for the the Last Dance documentary to come
2: out? oh my god yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah that's uh that's like my new super bowl now so excited <laughs> for that
0: yeah I, i'm pretty sure lebron was the one that made him move it down to april instead of uh june and it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be released in like two episodes a week i believe or something like that yeah, something so, like that yeah so it's not gonna all be out once. So you can't really binge it but it's gonna be interesting
2: when it, to America, it wasn't for lebron right
1: <laughs> so with the with the NBA, they said they're gonna try to work out like a big horse game with top uh, NBA players. What NBA player do you think would have the best shot at winning that? Wow,
2: it's uh, a good question. I, KD won a horse game back in the All Star game. They used to have horse, um, like not televised, but they would have horse games for sure, and he won. Um, KD would be a good that'd be a good one. But Kyrie with his crazy layups would be great. Um, Steph shooting from wherever would be awesome. Um, Zion and his dunks, I mean, if dunks are allowed at horse...
1: Yeah, I feel like they'd have to cancel dunks out of that yeah, because then, like, I, Zion or Zach Levine would just...
2: Right, exactly. I think Zach Levine, if they allowed dunks, might even be better than Zion just because... He's more agile. He can do... He can go through the legs and he can 360s do... 360s from
1: the free throw
2: line. Exactly, just like Zion can, but then he also um is an unbelievable shooter. So there's my Chicago Bulls fandom coming in again, but... um. I don't think, I mean, like, Kyrie doing those crazy layups would be really cool. Like, and really cool to see other guys try and do them. Like, the horse would be really, really cool.
0: Yeah, um, I would say, I mean, Kevin Durant, whenever he was playing in the 2K tournament, uh, that was yesterday or the day before, he talked yeah. about, he's like, he's playing uh, Derek Jones Jr. from the Heat. He was like, uh, I haven't shot a basketball in a while, so that kind of takes my pick away. Because I would use, I use, I would usually go KD because KD is just, you know, KD. And as you said, he has previously won horse games. But let th- me
2: give you an inside scoop. Those guys could not touch a basketball for a year and a half and still be the best shooters ever. They, do, it's like riding a bike. It it muscle memory. So,
1: it's muscle memory.
2: It is so second nature. If it is, if it's like that for me, and I can take, like I took months off um, of basketball after I finished. And I went into the gym, and Andrew i had been working out all the time, working out with the guys and everything, whatever. And I beat him in a three-point contest, like, having not touched the basketball. Like, if it works for me, like, I can't even imagine what it's like for KD and those guys. You know, like, it's just it's just a joke.
0: Yeah, so if
2: that changes your, your mind on the
0: answer. Well, yeah, but, um, I, but I was also going to bring up how the game has evolved, where, like, you know, all these crazy things, like the Kyrie layups, those went around whenever KD was drafted. But, um, I don't know. If Duncan was allowed, I'd probably say uh, Zion because I feel like he he can do something very interesting. But yeah. I, w- I would say Kyrie. I would be I'll would, I would agree with Kyrie with you because he brings something different to the table every time.
1: I'm I'm gonna give the the easy fanboy thing. You know, I could whenever I thought of this, I just thought back to like whenever LeBron was on the Cavs, just like effortlessly effortlessly making like full court shots, and I. I feel like he chunk up crazy some of those. like, the, That's a point. He's the got four a- hook shots he did in the All Star game practice.
2: The impossible shot. Yep. Yep. The unblockable shot. I think he called it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, LeBron is the answer for if you talk about anything in basketball. Like he is probably the number one answer for current guys.
1: You know. Oh Except yeah. Probably.
2: Best, you know, like he's just even it. Even like, would you really bet against him though in a three point contest? So unless he was playing like Steph Curry and KD and those guys. Like. Maybe not. Like he's incredible, you know. So, yeah. Give me, give me LeBron against Bronny in horse. Just televise that.
1: <laughs> yeah, they said they would do it from like their own like respected like houses and courts, which I mean, I feel like
0: I don't I don't know how that would work. It would take like
2: wall, I, like what if you don't have a wall to bounce it off of like someone else?
0: Yeah, like, like, like he honestly kind of restricts uh what's it called like full court shots because like if it's inside your house you're obviously not gonna have the ceiling that an arena does. Yeah. So you can't yeah. really like air it out. Like a, a, whenever you're in the arena. So, cause like Giannis
1: came out and said yesterday that he doesn't have a basketball hoop to shoot on.
0: <laughs>
1: One of the best players so, not having a basketball so player. Every, everyone said he's going to turn into like Hercules. He
0: is Hercules.
1: Yeah. That is crazy.
0: So, uh, All right. I think, I think Giannis is the best basketball player in the league right now. Uh do you agree with what? that? Like 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 this season, this season, this season. Not Bro, like They they
2: if, if you're the guy who thinks LeBron is better than Michael Jordan, but you think Giannis is better than LeBron?
0: No, 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 no. I said this <laughs>
2: this season, this
0: season. No. Yeah. LeBron yeah.
2: LeBron is so on a different level than Giannis. Giannis is dominant. He is unbelievably dominant. He's great on defense. He's a great passer. He does athletic stuff that no one else can do. But if you are, if you have to stand, if you let, if you stand in the lane and let him shoot a three, like, he, yeah, he might go four for ten, and that's a good percentage. But like, if they don't respect him, like, come on, like he, I don't care what numbers he's putting on up, like numbers, you know, numbers, numbers. They say numbers don't lie, but like, come on, like if you watch LeBron play and then you watch Giannis play, you can't. I mean, like, and like I said before, I'm not the, I'm not the biggest LeBron stand in the world, but I hate when people. Don't talk about him as
1: the best player in the NBA. Yeah, so. like I I always go back and say that like LeBron should have like the past 12 MVPs just yeah. because like
2: <laughs> – Yeah,
1: because <laughs> LeBron like leaves the Cavs and it's – they're not – they have like two national television games and they're barely winning games.
2: Yeah, I just Giannis is unbelievable, and he's on probably the best team. Like, the, well, now that the season's over, it doesn't really matter. But the Bucks were probably the best team. I wouldn't have picked them to win the championship, but they were the best team, um, and that is has a, that says a lot. But uh, Giannis versus LeBron, like uh, Giannis has been incredible, like playing some of the highest level basketball we've ever seen. But LeBron is consistently just so damn good. It's I just can't, I, you know, I can't pick against him, even though I want to, really want to.
0: So um, that's basically all we have. I mean, we can talk. I actually want to talk about one more thing before sure. uh, we finish. So your senior night, I didn't play any sports in high school because, you know, I had a tragic injury where I uh, blew out my shoulder or whatever. But um, your senior whatever. night, um, <laughs> uh, how was that experience at Ohio State? Uh, Yeah, that was,
2: you know, talking about cool sports memories, probably number one is beyond playing in the ncaa tournament starting um for ohio state is the ultimate dream and getting to do that getting the first play run for me and i don't know how that ball didn't go in um but the atmosphere was you know sold out and people genuinely cared and were so so excited for me um and it was a chance for me to prove that I kind of belonged. and obviously i didn't i didn't mess up and i took good shots and i took care of the ball and then turn over and all that stuff you know so proving that i belonged and stuff like that it was was a big deal to me um and the emotions that surround senior night is just i mean it's insane so uh that was really really cool i had a lot of family and friends there um i mean it was a great culmination i wish if we won that game we would have uh most likely sealed our nca tournament even though we did end up going and sealing it as indiana but if we would have won that game and that meant being in the NCAA tournament for sure and, and I scored that basket or I got to do a curtain call at the end, like that's the only way that the cherry on top could have happened. But other than that, I mean, it was just really a night that I will never forget. Like li- never, ever, ever.
1: It was it was incredible. So is it true that every game that you made a three, you all won? I've seen that uh, fact going around here and there.
2: Uh, yeah, I've never lost when we scored uh, because I didn't play in a lot of losses. And if we, were- <laughs> I didn't really shoot because I didn't go out of my... Oh, no, no, I shot... it. I did shoot when we lost against uh, Houston, my last game ever. So um, that's the only time I shot and we lost. Um, but every game I scored in, we won, which is obviously not because um, me <laughs> scoring equals us winning. It's just because when I'm in and chucking, it's because we're up by 100. So, um, yeah. I also had going for a really long time that every game I played in, we won. But my senior year... I started playing in games where we lost because Coach Holt wanted to get me in as many times as I could because it was my last year. So that kind of sucked. My junior year I played against Gonzaga when we lost by a billion in the PK-80 that mm-hmm. I was up for. I played in that, and that was my first loss ever, so I took that one a little bit harder. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, It was. was that's a, that's a good stat. That stat needs to be talked about more.
0: <laughs> so we got through basically everything um we talked about towel gang and how you started a uh, culture at ohio state towel night and stuff like that we talked about you know put you in the hot seat you're from chicago so michael jordan is your is your uh, is your goat you're basically the city of chicago for you um you know we basically talked about a little bit of everything so uh now it's the end of this show do you want to like shout out your social medias and obviously your podcast drive the lane
2: yeah sure um once again, appreciate you guys having me on. This was a blast. It's fun to talk to you and stuff uh, in in this dark and gloomy time. Obviously, but um, you guys can follow me on uh, on Twitter at Joey Smoke fourteen, uh, Instagram the Joey Lane, which is also my TikTok. I've been posting some TikToks lately. Um, you know, when you're quarantined, there's not a lot much else to do. Um, you guys uh, feel free to listen to my podcast. You can get that uh, wherever you get podcasts. It's called Drive the Lane. Me and my buddy Andrew Zolden. Um, talk sports, talk to OSU legends and stuff and, um, you know, have some fun with them and and talk about um, a lot of things beyond Ohio state sports. Um, We're actually planning on recording I'm sure this will um, be out there um, by the time ours is out there too. We're going to record like a farewell to basketball episode tomorrow. So uh, if you guys haven't listened to that, go ahead and listen to that um, where we talk, uh, talk some hoops and kind of put a bow on the sports uh, season and sports calendar basically. Um, So yeah. Uh, appreciate you guys having me on this was a blast uh keep doing great stuff um let me know if you ever need another filler episode i'd be
0: happy to come back on for sure sure all right that was joey lane everyone and until next time we'll see you later